Well, uh, you know what this this uh, episode is going to be primarily about. I'm sure you've heard, um, but uh, I guess we should get to it as soon as I set this thing up. <clears throat> it's uh, Thursday, September 10th, 2020. Thursday, September 10th, 2020. Episode 79... Uh, boy, what a huge news yesterday uh, about Bob Woodward's new book coming up. <clears throat> Let's get a, a little bit, a little drink here, clear my throat. <clears throat> I'm not sure if sparkling water is the right thing to clear my throat, but we'll try. <clears throat> And I think you know what this is. This is the uh, tip of the iceberg. I think uh, uh, advanced copies of Bob Woodward's book are out, and the news media is on it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there, a lot of stuff to absorb, and there's audio files too. Uh, we have audio devices now, President Trump. You can't lie about stuff like you do every day. Anyway, uh, and this isn't an ex-employee or a disgruntled family member or one of the numerous sexually assaulted women. Uh, this is Bob Woodward, and the only two people uh, that that quotes are coming from, well, primarily about this book, is Bob Woodward or Donald Trump. Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump. The quotes are are uh, from one person, Donald Trump. <laughs> Except for the people that are talking about the book, of course. I'm just talking about the book itself. Uh, first, let's talk about North Korea. Just because you're the first to do, let me just say, just because you're the first to do something, it doesn't mean it's a good idea. Uh, anybody ever hear of Evelyn uh, McHale? Evelyn McHale was the, well, technically she was the second, but uh, Evelyn McHale was the first person to commit suicide jumping off the Empire State Building. But that doesn't mean it was a good idea. Actually, the first person was a construction worker that was upset that he got, got fired and he jumped off the building, but at the time, the building hadn't been completed. So, technically, he was the first to commit suicide off the Empire State Building, though it wasn't completed yet. Uh, anyway, that's not really important in this. But anyway, uh, um, Trump, in, in, in one of the interviews, uh, this was back in December, I think, uh, he was excited to show a picture uh, to Bob Woodward about his trip to North Korea where he, where he legitimized Kim Jong-un. Uh, he said... This is me and him. Uh, th- that's the line, right? I Then I walked over the line. Pretty cool. You know, pretty cool, right? That's what he said in the interview. He said, uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. That he was talking about on, on, on June 30th when Trump became the first U.S. president to set foot in North Korea. Legitimizing Kim Jong-un is not a good thing. But Trump is, is, he's like, he's so proud of this moment. Just because it's the first time somebody did something, it's not important. You know? I got, I got a quiz for you. Which Super Bowl has the most, um, uh, the, the, uh, the most first timers? You know, the, 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 the most, uh, um, 
I don't know, whatever. You, the most firsts of anything. That would be Super Bowl one. That doesn't mean anything special happened. <laughs> oh, geez. Anyway, uh, Trump continued, nobody's ever done that. I mean, they're cool pictures when you, you know, when you talk about iconic pictures. How about that? And then a week later on December 13th, um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess this was on uh, December 7th or something. But then a week later on December 13th, when Woodward returned to interview the president again, the, Trump was fixated on, on, on photos and insisted on giving Woodward a poster-sized print of Trump and uh, 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 Kim Jong-un. Just because he was the first to go into North Korea, first president to go into North Korea, to walk over the line and submit to Kim Jong-un and legitimize Kim Jong-un. Wow. And then he touted his followers on Twitter. He goes, I'm number one on Twitter. Uh, um, when, you're, when you're number one, when you have hundreds of millions of people, whether they're against you or not, they still read, uh, read what you say. Most of the people following him on Twitter hate him. We all know that. And by the way, he doesn't have hundreds of millions of followers. I, you know what? I, I don't have my Twitter in front of me. I, I, I'd be, I thought he had like 85 million, but uh, I could be wrong. I think, I, I, I think Barack Obama has more than Trump, which is, I think is funny. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, President Trump, the big news... Uh, is that President Trump admitted to, to Bob Woodward that he played down the dangers of the coronavirus um, as it spread, uh, hoping to avoid a panic. That's what he says. But uh, come on, it's not. He did it for political reasons. We all know he did it for political reasons because he wanted to downplay how bad it was uh, and, and and how bad it would be become because he did the panic he's avoiding is the panic that would have called ec- economic upheaval. That that might be what he's avoid, what he's talking about. Um, Woodward interviewed the uh, uh, president a total of nine hours uh, for his new book called Rage, and he's got all the audio clips and recorded interviews, uh, and they were published uh, in uh, CNN and the Washington Post yesterday. Uh, in an interview with uh, Woodward on on the seventh on February seventh, uh, Mr. Trump said he had recently spoken to Chinese President Xi Jinping. Jinping. Uh, about the virus, uh, calling it a tricky situation. The president said the coronavirus was more deadly than even the most strenuous flus and difficult to address because it goes through the air. This is deadly stuff, Mr. Trump uh, said. Three days later, the president said it dur- said during an event with the uh, nation's governors that a lot of people think uh, that it's going away in April with the heat as the heat comes in, adding the U.S. is in great shape. People are dying in the fucking street. In another interview with Woodward on March 19th, the president conceded that he was downplaying the threat of the virus in public. He said, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down because I don't want to create a panic. Uh, Trump told Woodward, Uh, The Trump administration was slow to encourage wearing a mask in public, and the president himself repeatedly pushed states to reopen their economies in the spring, repeating as late as April that he believed the virus would go away. 
The fact is, way back in February, Trump knew but told people it wasn't deadly. I think, I think back to, did anybody see the movie The Dead Zone, 1983? I have a great, I have a favorite scene there. The, the scene is there, there's this, this, this deputy that's a, uh, um, a serial killer. And uh, he's been getting away with it because he's the deputy. And the mother knows. The mother knew about it. And in the dead zone, uh, Christopher Walken, he touches people and he, and he sees their future. He sees their past. He sees everything. Uh, everything important that comes to him anyway. Uh, anyway, I think back to the dead zone movie, uh, you know, with Christopher Walken. He meets the murderer's mother and he, and he sees, he, he grabs her hand and he, and he sees it and he's disgusted. You can see it in his face. Great acting in that scene. He's disgusted and he goes, he, he's disgusted that, 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 that she knew he was a serial killer and didn't tell anybody. And, and he, he looks at her and he goes, you knew, you knew all along. And he's just, he's just, it, it baffles him. The, and I how is this different? Donald Trump knew it was airborne. I remember them doing, saying, oh, we don't know if it's airborne. We don't, we don't say that. We don't know if it's airborne. How is he different from a serial killer? He's a goddamn sociopath. He murdered people by playing this down. He murdered people. How is he any different at all? The president can no longer claim ignorance or innocence. And the murder of thousands of America, probably 50,000 Americans have died because of his incompetence and his, and his need to be politically correct so he doesn't uh, cause a problem with his fucking re-election. He murdered people. Donald Trump murdered people. Quite simply, he's a sociopathic murderer. Carl Bernstein weighed in. I mean, it is, you know, the famous Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein who, who broke Watergate. And uh, Carl Ber Bernstein weighed in saying, this is the greatest presidential felony deliberately undermining the national security of our United States. Uh, United States. He, he wanted to say several things. He said, demonstrating his unfitness to be president, describing Trump, may be the greatest presidential felony of all time. He also said, a grave dereliction of duty, and if Republicans defend it, they are complicit. But it's already begun. And they're attacking Bob Woodward instead for not releasing the information until now. They're attacking Bob Woodward. Can you believe that? Republicans are attacking Bob Woodward? Uh, and, and not to mention, he's probably under contract not to talk about it. And Trump himself probably told him that he couldn't talk about it until the release of the book. Trump tweeted this morning, this very morning. He goes, this is his tweet, quote, Bob Woodward had my quotes for many months. If he thought they were so bad or dangerous, why didn't he immediately report them in an effort to save lives? Didn't he have an obligation to do so? No, because he knew they were good and proper answers. Calm, no panic. That's what he said. Didn't he have an obligation to do so? No, actually he didn't. But I know somebody who did have a fucking obligation 
And that would be you, Trump, you piece of crap. I hope I didn't destroy my microphone by yelling. I, oh, this is this just angers me. He murdered 50,000 people. Donald Trump did. He murdered them. Add to all this revelation that a Trump-allied official with the Department of Health and Human Services, this is just coming out too. Try, it's been proved that he's been he had been trying to censor Dr. Fauci. And we knew this all along, of course. We knew this all along, that, that Fauci was being censored. But now we have proof uh, that they were censoring uh, Fauci from communi- communicating the press uh, to the press dangers that the coronavirus may pose to schoolchildren. According to Politico, a, mes- uh, a messaging uh, directives came from Paul Alexander. He's a Trump administration appointee uh, uh, at uh, the Department of Health and Human Services. Alexander is a senior advisor to Michael Caputo, who's a, he's a Trump alley, uh, an assistant, uh, um, HS, uh, Health and Human Services uh, uh, Secretary for Public Affairs. Politico obtained multiple emails from Alexander that ref, uh, reflect his responses to what Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which is a NIAID, um, Planned on telling outlets, including Bloomberg and Huffington Post, uh, they included messages that are couched as, uh, I'm sorry, coached as scientific arguments, but or couched, I'm sorry, couched as scientific ar- arguments, but often contradict mainstream science. In other words, they knew the mainstream science, but they, they refused to allow Fauci to tell the people how dangerous this pandemic was. And in doing so, murdered thousands of people. Murdered them. Yes, I'm saying it. Donald Trump, you're a fucking murderer. Take a deep breath and move on. A Department of Homeland Security official said in a whistleblower complaint that he was pressured by more senior officials to suppress facts an intelligent reports that President Donald Trump might find objectionable. Objectionable. Are you are you seeing? Are you seeing like something repeated again and again and again where Donald Trump is controlling? This is downright propaganda on every front, and this is not the coronavirus. This is what is this about? Uh, uh, we'll move on. Anyway. Uh, they didn't want anything that Donald Trump found uh, objectionable, including information about Russian interference in the election and the rising threat posed by white supremacists. We all know that Trump has been stroking white supremacists because he he doesn't want, and we already know that white supremacists are the most dangerous group. Antifa is not a dangerous group. They're a bunch of fucking puppies. They don't do anything. White supremacists do, and he wants to downplay them. The official, uh, Brian Murphy, alleged that senior DHS, uh, Department of Homeland Security officials, also pressed him to alter reports so they would reflect administration policy goals and that he was demoted for refusing to go along with the changes and for filing confidential internal complaints about the conduct. 
Murphy, a former FBI agent and Marine Corps uh, veteran, was demoted in August from his post as Principal Deputy Undersecretary in the Office of Intelligence and Analysis. He is seeking to be reinstated in a complaint filed with the Department of Homeland Security Office of Inspector General because he came forward and said, no, you can't say that white supremacists are okay and these these other liberals who are who are just protesting are not no you can't say oh wow the senate will vote on thursday i'm moving on i got to get out of this oh. the senate will vote on uh, today uh to advance a republican proposal uh to address the health and economic crisis caused by the coronavirus pandemic of course we're talking about the stimulus Four months after House Democrats passed their $3 trillion plan. Four months ago, the Democrats got their plan ready. And, and Republicans have been delaying and delaying and delaying, going on vacation, relaxing, having a good time, having a beer, having a cigar, not doing a goddamn thing. The Anyway, the narrower Senate bill is expected to fail um, because it won't reach the uh, uh, 60, uh, 60 votes it's, it's required. Uh, but but Republicans are going to use it um, in in tough re-election races. They're going to say uh, 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 it's going to be a rebuttal, uh, rebuttal to Democrats uh, challengers uh, because they're going to say, "Well, Democrats didn't pass this thing. We're trying to get it through, and Democrats w- refuse to pass it, even though it's a piece of garbage." And, and the uh, Democrats had a bill for four months that they, they could have begun uh, negotiating with, but they've refused. They've sat on their hands and done nothing. But have a couple of cigars, a couple of beers, a couple of whiskeys, single malt scotch. Anyway. Uh, moving on to Beijing on Thursday, hit back at the U.S. decision to revoke visas for more than 1,000 Chinese students uh, and researchers who American government deemed posed a security risk and had ties to the Chinese military. Remember, there was that uh, one student that was uh, in, the, uh, uh, in San Francisco in the Chinese uh, embassy in San Francisco, uh, and she was hiding out because uh, she had fe- been found to be spying on companies. Uh, and anyway, they, then they closed the embassy uh, in San Francisco. Uh, anyway, Chinese foreign, uh, foreign Ministry spokesman uh, Zhao Lijian said prejudice was behind the visa decision. I, I'm going to have to agree with the U.S. on this. It's not prejudice. China is a problem, and they're getting worse. Uh, um, they, uh, they went on to say the move was outright political persecution and racial discrimination, which have seriously violated the human rights of Chinese students. Uh, that's what he, uh, they said uh, in a briefing today. Uh, according to the state-owned uh, Global Times, uh, a state-owned newspaper, of course. Um, but and when I say they said that today, it's actually yesterday because they're like 20 hours ahead of us or something. I don't, not 20. They're like 18 hours ahead of us. Something like that. Uh, Beijing also warned it reserved a right to take uh, further action, but it, you know, it didn't elaborate on what they were going to do. They've already threatened a lot of things. They already uh, threatened to get rid of some of their uh, investments in the United States. I'd love them to get rid of their investments in the United States. I'm sick of uh, coming across properties in L.A. that there's not a single unit rented because they're just investing in them. And it's causing a rental crisis here. 
Um, acting head of the Department of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf, accused China of abusing student visas to exploit American academia when he made the uh, visa announcement uh, yesterday and said China was attempting to steal coronavirus research, which I'm sure they are. Um, anyway, uh, Portland on Wednesday, and this is kind of cool. Uh, they voted in favor of the first ever ban in the United States on private entity entities such as res- restaurants or retail stores or whatever from using facial recogni- recognition technology in public places in the city. So I guess, does that mean they can use them in toilets? Hmm. Might have to look at that law. <laughs> uh, Portland City Council also voted to ban local government uh, bureaus from acquiring or using the uh, uh, surveillance technology. Uh, City Council commissioners voted unanim- unanimous, uh, unanimously for the uh, the ban. Uh, the ban begins immediately in uh, uh, the Portland City government and on January 1st uh, for private users uh, uh, not allowed under the rule. For private uses, not allowed under the rule. Anyway, uh, U.S. jobless claims added 880,000 the second week they added less than a million, um, which means they're over 30 million officially and likely 45 million, you know, unofficially. And I've talked about the unofficial uh, joblessness. Remember, they do not count homeless people. Uh, senior Democrats have warned UK Prime Minister uh, Johnson, Boris Johnson, that there is absolutely no chance of a free trade agreement with the US if he goes ahead with plans to rewrite his Brexit deal with the EU. Uh, I was lo- looking at the news yesterday. I didn't talk about it yesterday, but Johnson was just so frustrated that that he he was having trouble negotiating. He was he was threatening to throw the whole thing out and start from scratch. And people are saying, hey, you know what? You do that, there's going to be a problem. Uh, a big problem. Anyway, uh, Johnson's government um, has this week caused uh, consternation in the U- UK and in Brussels after revealing an explosive plan to unilaterally uh, determine elements of Northern Ireland's trade with Great Britain from uh, next year. You know, uh, uh, Great Britain, uh, the UK uh, has uh, uh, Ireland under under its banner, but Great Britain is separate, sort of, but they sort of control uh, Ireland. But Ireland's, you know, uh, trying to uh, exert its own control over its own destination. Anyway, details of how Northern Ireland protocol will work are currently being negotiated uh, by the UK and European uh, Union officials. And uh, Brandon Lewis, uh, the UK Secretary of State uh, of Northern Ireland, admitted on Tuesday that the UK's plan to unilaterally implement its own rules for fair trade across the Irish Sea would break international law. So I don't know what's going on over there. As schools begin their fall semester, universities and colleges are struggling to contain the coronavirus. Uh, Of course, they would have known what to do better. By the way, I just saw a grade school teacher. She just died from coronavirus. She started back in school two weeks ago. This is so sad. She just wants to teach. And Donald Trump said it was safe. So she started school uh, two weeks ago and uh, she, she tested positive uh, just a few days ago. She's dead today. This is so sad. Anyway, uh, 
reported cases on campus in, in on campuses in all 50 states now. Uh, three uh, college campuses have have uh, uh, more than 40,000 cases of COVID. Uh, among students, faculty, and staff at colleges and universities. Uh, uh, there, I'm sorry, there have been 40,000 cases of COVID-19 among students, faculty, and staff at colleges and university, uh, universities uh, nationwide. Uh, the number uh, represents cases that uh, uh, CNN has reported uh, so far. Uh, it's, it's likely going to be higher since there's a, a lag of reported cases from college campuses. And with social life trickling back to uh, life on campuses, of course, coronavirus outbreaks have hit places uh, students congregate, you know, uh, such as fraternities and sororities, uh, student unions, stuff like that. Uh, uh, And where some have uh, continued to gather despite uh, uh, remote learning, they're still gathering there, which is really stupid. Um, The Trump campaign on uh, Wednesday vowed to press on with uh, uh, planned events uh, this weekend in Nevada after originally scheduling uh, uh, venues had pulled out, uh, citing, uh, they pulled out citing restrictions on gatherings due to the coronavirus uh, pandemic. So they had to pull out because of state rules, I guess. Uh, The president uh, slated to stop in Reno and Las Vegas on Saturday and Sunday for two rallies and a fundraiser. I doubt many will show up at the rallies. Uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal uh, first reported that the events scheduled to take place at the Reno Tahoe uh, International Airport and McCarran International Airport uh, have been canceled. Uh, the campaign signaled that the events would still take place, but offered no details really on on timing or location. So I doubt they're going to have much. Uh, I guess they can go to a park somewhere because not many people are going to show up anyway. Uh, one of the most uh, consumed drugs in the U.S. and the most common taken analgesic worldwide could be doing a lot more than simply taking the edge off your headache. Uh, and this is new evidence. This is a study. Acetaminophen, uh, you know, uh, Tylenol, um, Panadol. It also increases the risk, uh, uh, excuse me, increases risk taking. <laughs> According to the new study that uh, measured changes in people's behavior when under the influence of common over-the-counter medication, uh, neuroscientist uh, Baldwin Way, he sounds like a street, Baldwin Way. In fact, I bet there's a Baldwin Way here in L.A. Anyway, neuroscientist uh, Baldwin Way from the Ohio State University uh, said, acetaminophen seems to make people feel less negative emotions when they consider risky activities. They just don't feel as scared. With nearly 25% of the population in the U.S. taking acetaminophen each week, reduced risk perceptions and increased risk taking could have important effects on society. Anyway, that would be it. Oh, let's see how long I did it this time. How did I do today? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Under 30 minutes. That's not so bad. Um... Anyway, yeah, there's a lot coming out about Bob Woodward, so we're going to be watching that. Uh, thanks for listening. Please tell somebody else. Say, hey, this guy's pretty good. Normally, you can get your news in under 20 minutes, but lately, with the election coming up, that's been nearly impossible. I did one uh, under 20 minutes, uh, what, yesterday or the day before? But uh, I think it was Tuesday I did it. So, uh, Thursday, September 10th, 2020, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Peter Lawrence 
reporting from Los Angeles.